Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. I'm really excited about today's episode because we get to dive into the world of hot sauce, which is something that I'm extremely passionate about. And I found this new sauce a couple months ago. It's a line of sauces, not just one singular, but I I was so just taken by how different it was from any other sauce I'd ever had that I really wanted a chance to get to know the people behind this and the people who are distributing it. And I have that pleasure today of bringing them to you. I have Two Chum and Brittany Button. They are distributors of Yek Hot Sauces here in Omaha. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. So just a quick introduction, kind of talking about that first time I had Yek. I was eating breakfast at Sunnyside on Center and had a a breakfast burrito. And, you know, most breakfast places kind of have some hot sauces just out on the table. It's kind of like, okay, you know, I can put a dab of that on there or whatever. But I specifically remember putting on, putting the green sauce on my burrito and taking a bite. And the burritos are excellent without anything on them. He, he makes Agreed. great burritos. But I was like, after I took that bite, I'm like, there is nothing else in this meal I'm eating that will not have this green sauce on it because it is phenomenal. So I want to open it up to you guys now for People who haven't tried yak sauces, how would you describe them and what makes them different from any sauces on the market? Well, most hot sauces are about heat. Um, we like to bring the flavor of the peppers out. Uh, most jalapenos are sweet. Habanero, for instance, is a very, very sweet pepper. Uh, most people don't realize that. But no, it's a, it's a very sweet pepper. Uh, we enhance it with palm sugar in it. Uh, so it, it's a very sweet, sweet sauce, uh, but it does have kick. You can never take out the heat of any pepper. Mm-hmm. It will always be there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and that, that that's where my family were about, even growing up, it was about the flavors and never about the heat. And so. I would say challenge your picky eaters. If you've got a picky eater but also loves some sorts of food, this is going to be the hot sauce line for them. Uh, especially since we're not as spicy as people think hot sauce are. Like you said, the green sauce, I, it can go on breakfast burritos. My girlfriend, she does it on chicken noodle soup. I've seen a, people use it on pizzas. I mean, it's truly a universal, what I like to call flavor enhancer. You know, it's under the hot sauce realm, but really, we're really there to bring out the flavors within not only the pepper, but to an- enhance the food. Well, I think that that's such a great thing that you guys bring up because I think so many people, especially nowadays, they associate hot sauce with kind of these stunt hot sauces. Like, you know, you watch hot ones right, on right. the internet or something, and those last couple sauces, like, there's not even any flavor in that. It's just pure, we're going for as many Scoville units as we can, we're trying to make people suffer. But that's not what hot sauce has to be. Like, if you want to have a fun little competition like that with your friends, fine. But if you're just (laughs) eating a meal, you don't want to put that on your food. Right. So just how important is it to to have a sauce like you guys have that enhances the flavor of the food rather than taking over and really capturing the taste buds of the person who's eating it? And I think that's why we've been so popular in Omaha Um, is for the simple fact, yeah, we don't want to kill people. Uh, we're working on other <laughs> sauces. That's the tagline right yeah. there. We don't want to kill people. <laughs> right. So, I mean, we're working on other stuff right now um, in my cousin's test kitchen, uh, sauces, rubs, and stuff like that. And we do want to go a couple steps above. But once again, it's never going to be let's just kill people, um, burn them up, and whatever else. On it. It's always going to be the flavor of that pepper foremost 
and then the heat will come. Mm-hmm. So, and that's where the habanero comes into play. You know, it, like I said, it's sweet at first, and a couple seconds later, you'll feel it, but then it dies down after five, six seconds. Mm-hmm. It just won't hurt you like a lot of these other hot sauces where you have to actually find something to cool that hotness down. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, one of the first things that you notice when you pick up a bottle of Yik is it is a very thin sauce. Most sauces are a little bit more like dribbly. This is much more liquidy in consistency. Right. How does, like, what what is the effect of what you're talking about, about, like, speak, letting the, the pepper kind of be the star? Does that contribute to the consistency in any way? It doesn't. Um, we use all natural flavors, or not flavors. We use all natural uh Ingredients. Ingredients, sorry. Uh, and, and that's why it's a little more runny. We don't add any additives. Or we don't add anything to thicken it up like a lot of these other hot sauces. Sriracha, for instance, does add other artificial flavors and whatever else not. Uh, they do try to thicken it up where if you actually read our bottle, it says refrigerate after opening. It's because everything's natural ingredients. Natural ingredients will spoil a lot faster if it doesn't have artificial flavors and whatever else not to, you know, to keep it alive right. out in the heat. Right. So, yeah. Uh, can you kind of give me the background behind Yek? Yeah. So uh, this is for my grandma, and she she tells us, like, this has been in, in the family since Uncle Wat days, and I don't know if people know what that is, but it's one of the oldest civilizations ever to be found. My grandma says, you know, I, and this is all hearsay for my grandma because the Khmer Rouge, I, I don't, I only know my grandma and forward. I don't know my, anything behind or before my grandma, I guess. We'll take grandma's word as yeah, truth on yeah. this podcast. I mean, We're not she, debating them with grandma. Here. No, she passed away at 108 years old, so she'd probably kick my ass while she's <laughs> in heaven right now. So, yeah. Um, no, she tells me it's uh, a recipe from 2000, 3000 years ago, however long Angkor Wat's, you know, was around and uh, it just get down, kept on getting passed down from generation to generation, from generation to generation. Don't get me wrong; after, through the generations, it's been different peppers, but the ingredients have all been the same: the palm sugars and whatever. I'm not a, the scientist; my cousin is, so he could explain that better than I could. But yeah, supposedly it's been around since the Angkor Wat days. Oh, he's hiding it. So. Two Chum here grew up with this in his home growing up. He watched his family make this from scratch throughout his childhood, throughout his cousin's childhoods, nieces and nephews. And so you really take away from that as this is a recipe your whole family has grown up with. And, well, your cousin has made it now something that's open to the public. Yeah. So, yeah, I grew up with it, but it, I didn't think that was important, I guess. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> he no, likes it. I, I think it is. Be, something that comes from your family, like there's there's an added something to that. Like this isn't just a product. There's history behind it. There's feelings behind it. There's right. c- there's a real connection to to family there. And I, I think that that's extremely important. Um, was there, like what was the process behind taking it from, hey, here's this thing that my family loves and that, you know, we use all the time and make turning it into a product that's available to the public? So my cousin actually was a head chef for USC football. Uh, and he just got 
sick of dealing with prima donnas. <laughs> uh, and that's honest God truth. Uh, yeah, he just I said, believe it. no, I'm done dealing with people. And, and, and a lot of people have asked me, why don't I open up my own restaurant? Cause I am a pretty good cook. Um, I, I grew up in the restaurant world. So, and that's why my cousin decided to leave USC football as a chef. And we all talked and said, Hey, I mean, our family's hot sauce is awesome. Let's do something. And that was, Six years ago, seven years ago, I believe. And it just evolved from there. Um, I didn't bring it to Omaha just because I've had so much other stuff going on, moving here eight years ago, getting married and whatever else not. So we decided three years ago, say, I think, and said, let's just bring the sauces here and see what happens. So, Brittany, as someone who didn't grow up on this your whole life, like, do you remember the first time you tried it? So surprisingly enough, I know you're all talking about the sauces, but my personal favorite is actually our chili oil. Ooh, yes. And so the chili oil uh, right now we don't have with the retail partner right now. We are working on that, but it is available in town and it's more of a marinade. So you're going to cook with it. And I remember the first time we used the chili oil and he made me uh, Brussels sprouts, tossed them in the oil, threw them in the oven and bam. It does amazing things for veggies. So I'm personally addicted to the chili oil. I specifically remember that and barely eating the rest of my plate. I just wanted to eat all the Brussels sprouts. <laughs> and so now going forward, I use it on asparagus. Again, any type of green veggies. We're going to use it like in stir fry, marinate on chicken. I cannot get enough of the chili oil. Um, I do remember the first time I tried the uh, uh, habanero one, and that was because it was put in a beer. And I was very surprised. And as two mentioned <laughs> earlier, you get a lot of sweetness at first. And then for me, as I actually have low tolerance for spicy, my mouth was on fire for about a good 10 seconds. But it did pass. Um, so again, and that's why it brings back to my original comment, it can be for your picky eaters because I, I can barely tolerate red pepper sometimes. So these sauces, I absolutely love them. For me, habanero, that's a one and done. <laughs> the habanero does bring some kick. The other ones are, are pretty mild and, um, you know, pretty sensitive. But, yeah, the habanero, especially how you mentioned kind of the lingering heat. At first, yeah, it is just kind of like, oh, this isn't so bad. Then all of a sudden, it's the back of your throat is getting a little warm, and you're like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. No. Yeah, it was a surprise for sure, to say the least. But, uh, yeah, that was the first time I tried it. And uh, not for me personally, but great for all of those out there who are foodie lovers. Um, again, it's not about to kill you or burn you at both ends, as I like to say, just my tolerance isn't quite there yet. Right, right. Now, yak sauces are defined as a Cambodian-American hot sauce. What is it about the region of Cambodia that defines this sauce? Um, well, oh, that one's a tough one. Uh, so, I was born in Srimriya, and all the ingredients that went into it are from our local region of Srimriya, Cambodia. Um, and I guess that's why, well, not even that, I mean, it, my family was the one that actually invented the recipe, but it came from the region of Siem Reap, Cambodia, or Khmer, as mm -hmm. we call it. And that's why it's Cambodian. Uh, and we, we had Americanized it just so, uh, Cambodian flavors, because there's certain things we did not put in the sauces that we thought would just not go well with. Uh, the American culture, uh, mm -hmm. just like actually authentic Chinese food and authentic, actually Japanese food, sushi, so that's pretty authentic. But uh, authentic Chinese food, I mean, there's only 
a handful of places in town that actually does authentic Szechuan or authentic dim sum and whatever else not. Everybody else has dumbed you down to make it. And that's why we're trying to develop some other stuff that is going to be purely Cambodian is what we're talking about. Ooh, nice. Um, but we're still going to keep this lineup, obviously. But since he's so popular in Los Angeles and, and New York, we're trying to develop a more traditional sauce. Um, I mean, these are sauces we grew up with, but it is dummy down quite a bit because some of these sauces actually has pickled fish. Um, and, and then that's something the American taste buds aren't quite used to yet. So it's getting there. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, lo- I got a lot, of, a lot of foodie friends that are willing to try anything with me. And, and it's awesome. And I love Omaha for that. So, yeah, we, uh, we just brought this Cambodian-American sauce in town because we wanted to get in the market first, get our name out there, and then, you know, have people try the original, original. So, well, yeah. I, I, for one, cannot wait for those sauces to be released because I will be one of the first people in line to buy them. That, that sounds awesome, and I love just trying stuff that is more, it's closer to the original product. Right. And I think right. it, it's fun to expand your palate and try new things. You never know. Maybe it won't be for you. Maybe it'll be absolutely fantastic, and you won't be able to go back to what you liked before. Um, so, Brittany, you mentioned kind of using using the sauce or even using the chili oil on vegetables, and that's a really good way to do it. And you mentioned a couple other ways, like marinating, putting it on chicken, putting it in soup. What is you guys' favorite way to use Yek products? And maybe something that is a little unique that you don't see a lot of people doing. Like, how, how can we open people's eyes on a way to use a sauce here? I've done a couple Bloody Mary pop-ups with the uh-huh. the, the red jalapeno. Um, we just did an event out at Warner Park, and it was basically the chili oil and four other ingredients for wings um, in August. I will be doing a whole pig roast. Oh wow! For uh, at Warner Park for the uh, Union of Parliament Soccer. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'm a big fan of using the chili oil for smoking meats and grilling, um, and that's my favorite to do. Um, the sauces, I mean, obviously you just put it on on food. Um, I, I don't really do anything more than that with the sauces. It's the chili oil is my favorite. Thing to cook with and play with a lot. Uh, the 27th, we're doing a pop-up with Jerry's uh, where I'm going to try a recipe that my cousin gave me and use a chili oil. So just stuff like that that we, yeah, I, I experiment with the chili oil a lot because that's actually my favorite of the four sauces. So, yeah. Well, and you stole my answer earlier. Sunny side on centers, breakfast burritos. All day, every day, yes, please, and then add the sauce to that. You cannot go wrong. So for me, in, outside of the vegetables and chili oil, it's breakfast foods. But, I mean, who doesn't like breakfast? Exactly. And breakfast goes very well with hot sauce traditionally, at least in my household. But then again, I eat anything with hot sauce because I'm crazy. Other than Sunny Side on Center, which you can buy the sauces at, and other than Yek, Yek's website, which is Y-E-A-K, inc.com where can people purchase the sauces right now if somebody's listening to this and they're like i gotta get my hands on this where can they go all right so if it's late night you got that midnight craving jerry's bar in benson 
up until 2 a.m. They do have the sauces for sale. As you mentioned, we'll be doing a food pop-up there uh, come Sunday the 27th, so come check us out. Uh, so right now, those are our only two retail partners. Unfortunately, our third uh, recently closed down, uh, which was very unfortunate. But you can also find our flavors elsewhere. Uh, so Gate 10 downtown uses our red sauce in their chicken wings. We've been featured with M's Pub in their enchiladas previously. And so we're always open to opportunities and seeing other partnerships there. But we're not looking to get into Hy-Vee tomorrow. We mm-hmm. want to... We really want to stick with small business, supporting local, and uh, just having that community impact. Yeah, we just want to be small. We don't want to be big. Um, I don't think I can yet. handle being known. <laughs> Not even yet. I, 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 I don't know if I can handle. You know, uh, it's funny. Omaha Food Lovers Group, uh, they recognize me. Well, look, after a while of talking, sitting down, they'll recognize me. And they'll call me the sauce boss. And it's just the most uncomfortable feeling to, like, get that recognition i i don't know why i I just i'd rather be the low-key dude like in the corner and just hanging out and people enjoying my stuff without any compliments i don't want that that's that's not me so i don't ever want to be big i don't i'll Um, take all the compliments that's okay i've got enough broad shoulders for that that's what marriages are for (laughs) i'm fine with that i'm fine with that but no i you know i i don't want any recognition i don't i I don't want to get big i don't um i just I just want to be comfortable. I just want, I, I love food. So that side of things does not matter to me at all. I just want people to enjoy what I've always enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So, and that's my biggest thing is as long as people enjoy it and, and, you know, we are friends and whatever else. And I'm, I'm good with all of that. So, mm-hmm. and so with the limited retail partnerships, uh, you can go on to yuckinc.com. Definitely order. They've got t-shirts, buttons, and all sorts of fun stuff. I do have to say, if you swing out there, go to their recipe section. You're going to find that Bloody Mary recipe that we made because that's with lemongrass and ginger. So it's not your normal Bloody Mary. Different tons of food ideas out there as well. Also, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Bleck, B-L-E-K, Omaha. And there you'll find us, too, and I locally. And throw us a message. Uh, send us a text. Uh, we're We've been doing contactless deliveries throughout the pandemic. I've seen many different parts of town I did not know existed and still got lost with GPS. Uh, But no, we do have a local presence, at least on social media. uh, So make sure to follow us. There are going to be upcoming pop-ups that we have. We like to post recipes, talk about our retail partners and everything we have going on. Yeah, you're very active on Instagram. That was extremely helpful in preparing for this interview. So thank you for all the attention that you put into that. That's her. That's her. I, yeah. So you mentioned that you've been in Omaha for eight years and brought Yek kind of out and let Omaha experience it about three years ago. Mm -hmm. What went into that decision to start selling it in Omaha? It's funny. Um, I had the sauces in my uh, fridge and we always always had barbecues every single weekend and my friends would just hop in my fridge because i did have a shit ton of uh of sauces and caleb uh divine a uh, good friend of mine just started using these sauces like where the hell do i get this from like it's my family's and uh and that's how it started it actually started off at jake's um and he sold it there and they were using it for their bloody mary's for a while there and uh it blew up just this last this, uh, no, uh, November, um, it's been around so, for that long, but yeah. 
I would say over the last few years, we, especially on social media, we're doing gift baskets and that, that's my fun part. I got to get creative and we do that during the holiday season. Well, a couple of friends of ours, Adam and Maggie, have a Facebook page called Omaha Food Lovers Survivors Club. We won't get into that story, but uh, Adam and Maggie started promoting our sauces on the page. And in two weeks' time, we were a full-running business. It really wasn't, oh, we're just selling it at Jake's, we're giving it to our friends. It really became complete strangers messaging us and asking, how do we get this in our hands? And, I mean, it exploded so quickly and next thing we knew we were doing multiple case orders we now have gallons of the sauce people because of sunny side and what you're doing over there so thank you very much and now we've got business cards t-shirt t-shirts are on the way uh, stickers and we really had to rapidly become a legitimate business sense as a distributor for the sauce so it's been a whirlwind uh, especially during the pandemic and all of you on that social media page, thank you so much because we wouldn't be here today without y'all. Yeah. Now, obviously, you guys knew that this product was very, very special. This recipe was something, it, it was different than what was out there on the market. That being said, the hot sauce market is extremely crowded. I mean, you go into just any grocery store and there's 40 different brands of hot sauce and they've all got, you know, three or four different levels of heat. I mean, it's it's insane how many hot sauces are out there right now. Was there any thought before you mentioned that things really took off? Was there any thought of like, man, we know the sauce is great, but like, can we break through all that noise? What can we do to make sure that, you know, people are seeing this and they're trying it versus the thousands of other varieties that are available to them? And I guess I'd rather go with word of mouth. Um, I think that's why we've gotten to the point we are is word of mouth. Um, I don't want no fancy label. I don't want whatever. I want a customer's opinion that'll go further than any advertisement will ever be. And that's just my opinion. Um, and I'm not a marketing major. She is. She probably knows better than I do. But um, me being in the field I am, my professional full-time job, um, word of the mouth goes a long way because I may be higher on a bid, but I will get the opportunity to relook at my bid just because we are that good. You know, and that's – but. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather go with word of mouth over and try to break through the noise with that than anything all day long. And especially with that, I mean, luck had a lot to do with it, and especially the word of mouth. Uh, Travis from Sunnyside, he approached us. Uh, our retail partners, all of them have approached us, whether it's for a one-time special at a restaurant or as a retail partner. We, we're starting, but we haven't actively sought anybody out and right now we do sponsor uh, Union Parliament, which is the booster club for the soccer team here in Omaha. Uh, they came to us and we all sat down at Raskeller and we're like, okay, how can we make this partnership work? And so we did a previous pop-up. We've got another one coming in August. And going forward, yes, it's keeping it word of mouth, but really showing folks how to use the sauce. Because, yeah, if it's on a shelf okay, it's, it's fun, it's colorful, and, oh, what's Cambodian American? Okay, that might get my attention. But you're right, it is a deep, saturated market. So the best way to do it is to get into get it into people's mouths. And that's through our pop-ups, whether it's the Bloody Marys. Uh, we were just at Little Gallery in Blackstone, and we did uh, Bon Minis, uh, which were super great. They were cam- tr- uh, traditional Bon Mies. Um, he's got a whole opinion on that. 
And so really it's about us just providing food products and going, hey, try the sauce. If you like it, awesome. Here's how you can get it. If you don't, okay, you've got 1,700 other sauces to choose from. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys have mentioned the pop-up several times. I think it, that's a very critical component of your business. In addition to the ones that you've done, there's one that I saw going back through, and I wish I would have seen this previously and I could have gone, but you guys did empanadas, Cam- Cambodian empanadas in a collaboration with the Pie Fairy. <laughs> Looked amazing. Uh, so when you're when you're doing these pop-ups, I mean, there, there are some people who are going to be on the Instagram and they're going to be like, oh, they're, they're going to be, you know, at the Pie Fairy on Saturday at 10 a.m. I'm going to be there. I'm assuming there are also just a lot of walk-ups and they're just people who kind of stumble over and they're like, what's this? like what, what is that feeling like when somebody just walks up and they don't have any idea kind of what they're getting themselves into, but you get to give them that experience. Um, the last bubble we did was in Blackstone, which is a different territory than I'm used to. Uh, I mean, I I wasn't the face of that pop up. It was Linda and Brittany uh, that were up front. Um, you know, they they talked it up. Um, Brittany's heard the spiel enough from me that she can just recite. So I, I myself can't really answer that side of things because I was actually in back cooking the whole time. So, but I mean, oh, it's amazing. Uh, so a lot of times at our pop-ups, we will not only be selling food, uh, but we'll typically have a bowl of chips. And we've got three little sample sauces, and somebody will kind of look and then seem a little nervous. And so, you know, you got to approach them and just be friendly. And it's just like, oh, try one. Take a, take a chip. And so a lot of times, even just that sample in itself engages that conversation. And our gathering has grown simply from that bowl of chips. I, I mean, our friends, you guys are wonderful. We appreciate all the uh, word of mouth at marketing and advertising y'all do. But really, when it comes to these pop-ups, it's new folks. And we're meeting people not only here in Omaha, but we're now personally locally shipping. We've gone to North Carolina, Missouri, Wisconsin. I mean, friends just referring friends, referring friends. And so it, it, it is a lot of fun to just watch them try something new. And kind of like you said, I haven't had something like this before. And it, it's, it's a great feeling, at least for me when I'm on the front lines. I, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I've, I've met a lot of friends uh, doing this. I mean, I, I really have. I've, I think when, before we got purple, I had 600 friends on Facebook. I think I'm at like 1,500 now. Um, so it's crazy. And like, I'll get messages at three in the morning, like, hey, dude, I'm out of green. You need to hook me up. <laughs> um, a, a good friend of mine that has had this since I first brought it to Omaha, he'll order six bottles of the green every month. Smart man. Because that's how much he goes through. So yeah, I mean, it just. I've met so many cool people. I've met so many great people through this whole process. And and that's the thing. I just want people to enjoy and just hang out and get pissed drunk with me, I guess. <laughs> so well, that, that's my biggest thing. And for us, we truly see that food is a community. Right. And we've connected with so many people here in the Omaha area that – Outside of our comfort zone, uh, you know, we're from the live in the Benson neighborhood. And yes, we travel and we do get past 72nd even here. Uh, but no, it, we've met people and had experiences I don't think we normally would have had weren't it from these relationships and connections we have now. So it really is more of 
just a community feeling for us at this yeah. point. I mean, we go to downtown a lot more now. Uh, when we first moved, we were down there all the time. But, I mean, I think we go to Barrios and Gate 10. Because Gate 10 supports us and Barrios, there's a lot of people I love there that support us. We go down there and support them. A lot of bartenders at Barrios buy our sauces all the time. So I'm like, you know what? No, we're going to reciprocate. So we'll go down to Barrios. We'll go to Gate 10, eat their food. I mean, it's all about helping each other out and and bonding. So, I mean, yeah, we used to not go to downtown at all since we moved to Benson. But now, I mean, I think we go there once a week yeah. at least to Gate 10 just to eat. Uh, Margaret, our friend, uh, I go down there just to go hang out with her while she's bartending, you know, just it's just been so fun just meeting everybody and yeah it just, it's it's been a whirlwind but yeah i i still got to learn the other 500 people that been request me and i just accepted but <laughs> we're working on it we promise yeah well i think that goes into so much you know what you were talking um before about word of mouth and how important that is part of it is building relationships with people who are then going to be your ambassador cuz someone can try a hot sauce and say this is great but they, you know, they might not tell all their friends about it. They might. But if they meet you and, you know, you're consistently coming to their restaurant or you're or they're seeing you consistently at a restaurant and you develop a relationship, they're going to be like, I like this guy. I like Brittany. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to start telling people about the hot sauce. There really is such a community around food there that is. I think is so unique compared to any other industry. And it's one of the things that I think makes food the most fascinating just group out there i totally agree i totally agree and i've been back to cambodia three or four times and every single time i go there like you learn so much more about the culture and what they eat um especially the regions uh we were just in switzerland three years ago and just like learning how their diet is and their shopping habits for food and whatever else not we learned so much about the culture i mean Grocery stores shut down at 5 o'clock in the afternoon there. Whoa. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They close at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, My wife and I would be in trouble. We're always running to the store because we forget stuff. (laughs) So uh, a lot of these guys have their own cows to milk. They have their own uh, gardens and whatever else. Not They fish. Um, And they go to the grocery store once a week. So the grocery store closes at 5 because nobody's dependent on it. Mm. So it, it was just weird, and just the local cuisines and whatever else, and just everything we like. I've I'd learn more from the food scene in a different country than I do from actually walking around, wandering. You know, uh, we actually ended up at a pub the first night in Switzerland there, and met a real good friend of mine now, um, and just learning. Like she actually gave me their register, which was just this folded up apron with a whole bunch of money in it. And it just, yeah, it was just, it was so cool. Well, did you have the pork knuckle? I did have the pork knuckle. That was so great. <laughs> I wish we had some pork knuckles that good around here. So, but no, yeah, I mean, I, I food is the gateway to a lot of countries. It really is because it, it, it explains so much about how they live and what, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I've been back to Cambodia, like I said, three or four times, and uh, and like eating cockroach and rats and whatever else. I'm was like, yeah, like this is what we had to do when we were in the prison camps, um, you know, and just learning about the culture through food was 
was awesome, especially my home, my own home country. So, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I think this goes back to something we maybe touched on earlier, but I think we can go a little deeper. You know, when you talk about going to other countries and exploring them through food, that involves doing and eating things that you would not normally eat, that you wouldn't find in places where you're familiar. How important is it? And obviously, you know, there are different sensitivities and, and you know, different palates and stuff like that. What, what I like is not going to be what you like all the time. But how important is it to kind of keep that open mind with, with any type of food, not just talking hot sauce, but really any kind of food and not ever, you know, turn your nose up at something? Um, once again, going back to when I went, went to Cambodia, I told my mom and dad, I, I don't want to know what I'm eating. Um, <laughs> no, I, I'm dead serious. Yeah. I, I basically flat out told him, I don't want to know what I'm eating. Um, if I don't like it, don't tell me. If I like it, tell me. Um, I tried rat four times uh, in four different whatever. And the only time I liked it when it was actually grilled on open fire. Um, leech was another weird one. And, and the funny thing is I love rubbery, rubbery foods. But leech, I could not get over. And I, I still don't like leech still today. Um, spider actually is really good on the barbecue. Uh, that and a stir fry was not great. <laughs> that was not great. It, well, it, it was too, like, the butt part, I guess. I don't know what you call that. Uh, abdomen. We'll call it that. Was it the abdomen? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't that, know. That's just what I'm, it I think, I don't good. know. <laughs> Everyone knows what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> that was actually, like, still, like, this weird slimy texture, and I didn't like that. I, I love chewy slimy, but I don't like. Yeah, it was just a weird. It was a weird texture. So, but no, I, I always go into a place, especially a place where I can't read the menu, mm-hmm. um, and just start picking out stuff and just eating it. You know, and, and usually a place like that is usually a third world country where they don't have English menus. It's all in whatever, and you know. You just learn and you just keep on going through and just trucking along. I mean, that's what life is all about, just one thing after the other. So, Well, and it goes back to the culture, even when we went to Switzerland. Uh, so the dollar was pretty much equal value there, and a lot of places places accepted the American dollar. Big Mac meal was $17 for a Big Mac meal at their McDonald's. Yeah. And oh, so boy. we learned, because the, the culture just doesn't eat out all that often. So it's a treat to go eat out. And so for us, we were there for five days, and we knew we were going to be eating out. So we you know, kind of went towards the more local-type restaurants and shops there. And really, I just got to say, go with the flow, because we it was one of my work trips, and we saw so many folks ask those waiters and waitresses for salt and pepper, and they were so offended. So we learned quickly, like, you know, try what's served first before you automatically think you need your own seasonings to it. Uh, I found that to be very interesting when they got upset about the. I did not personally ask for salt and pepper. My meal was great, um, but it was just very interesting. They hadn't touched their food and automatically asked for it because it wasn't on the table. It was crazy. Yeah. All the great foods we found were in black dark alleys <laughs> it's fine we like to explore it's fine oh that, that's great though that plays right into what we've been talking no, about yeah. it, it's crazy like yeah we uh we wandered off the main road and it was about six blocks away and it was 11 12 at night and we just wandered around and, and it, it was pretty black i mean because everything was shut down besides the four or five different bars you know it was like the light at the end of the tunnel and we end up like i said uh met monica and uh 
we went there every night since. Yeah. <laughs> until we had to leave. <laughs> until we had to leave. Um, so yeah, it, it, it was, it was crazy. I, I just love exploring. I love, I don't, I never like taking that path everybody else does. So. But I do have to say locally though, if you want to get adventurous, Blue and Fly off 72nd by the Big Lots of Nebraska Furniture Mart there. If y'all haven't been, there's two menus. Yep. <laughs> there's the, the American, American Chinese <laughs> and the actual authentic Chinese. And I, I have to say that's probably one of our favorite places for authentic Chinese food. I recommend anybody that likes intestine and stomach, that's where you go. It's great. They have some good tripe there. Oh, tripe and pork intestine. Oh, okay. It's great. Okay. Like, d- no, I swear. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. No, I'm I'm a big yeah. fan of menudo. Like I've had it at a oh, couple of places. Ditto. Like Tixeco has fantastic. Yeah, so I'm I'm in on that. I need to get back to Bloom Fly. It's yeah. been a while since I've been. Seriously, so. go there. Like any of their internal organs have been prepared properly. Like I loved it. There's a there's a tripe uh, salad. It's it's a it's a cold salad. Oh, I could just eat that all day long. I, I think I'm gonna take. I'm gonna go there, and I'm gonna take your approach too. And I'm just gonna start point. I'm not even gonna read, and I'm just gonna start pointing at stuff and say, "Bring me five of these." Yeah, and here we go. Like no, yeah, the, any organs in that place is phenomenal. I love it. I love that place. So, um, just kind of talking about you know how how special food can be, and how special like it is to introduce someone to a new flavor or, you know, a new product that they've never experienced, you know, maybe even an entirely different dish or protein. How, how special is it for you too that, that I know that this recipe you said, it's not exactly what your family uses, but it is a completely different thing than most Americans, than I, as you know, a white American am used to eating and I try this and I absolutely love it. And I know you said you don't do this for, you know, people's respect or for adoration or anything like that. But there has to be a good sense there that you're taking something that is so important to your family and, you know, so such a big part of who you are. And you're being the one who is bringing it to people like me who never would have had it otherwise and now love it. Like there, there has to be a good feeling to that, right? Yeah, no, I love that. Um, there's more pride than like a self gratification out of it um more prideful uh being a first generation american i was always looked down upon i was that kid and whatever else not um especially living in a town of mitchell south dakota where it was all white and and i got into many fisticuffs uh because of my color in a town like that um so yeah it's more about pride that my culture has done something uh, yeah, it's more pride. I don't want the gratification. I don't want whatever. But to know that my family brought something out that was, you know, that people enjoy and love. Mm-hmm. That's all that really matters to me. And, uh, absolutely. Sorry, go ahead, Brittany. Two is a little bit of a perfectionist. So when it does come to our food pop-ups or even just our barbecues at home, he has a tendency it. It could have been better. And, you know, he gets people coming over and people telling him, oh, my God, that was amazing. That was the best thing ever. And he's his own worst critic. He's like, well, I could have done this just slightly differently. So sometimes we got to work on those boundaries, too. And like, no, they loved it. it, it just settle with that. But uh, like a lot of us, we are our own worst critics. And uh, he's always looking for the next best way to do things. Well, I personally hope that 
there become more opportunities in the future to experience flavors like this that previously were not available, you know, in most of America and certainly in Omaha. I, I can't wait to have these new sauces come out whenever they do. I'm going to be watching the Instagram very closely for those. Um, guys, I, get, I just got to thank you so much for, for coming out and, and talking about sauce and really just talking about food today. Like that's, that, that's ultimately what this show is all about. And, and I appreciate you guys so much for spending some time with me today. No, thank you. And thank him for doing the hookups. So this is fun. Yeah, we appreciate it. And, Always happy to talk food and sauce and just life and travel in general. Yep. Well, thank you very much, guys. And thank you, Omaha, as always, for eating with us. A Huda Media Production.